Father in heaven, we thank you so much for today, Lord. We thank you so much for blessing us and keeping us, Lord. I'm asking you, Lord, to be able to come into our entire time on this moment and on this time. Lord, I'm asking you to be able to bless everyone that is a hearer, doer, readers of your word. And also, Lord, bless all of the teachers, bless all the students that have been able to go back to school. I understand in South Korea, we have been able to be blessed to be in school for a certain amount of days already. But God, you have been able to work out things in the midst. No matter what's going on, the enemy will not prevail. Let all, the, let all the teachers be able to impartate their wisdom and knowledge of Solomon into their students. God, let their students be able to receive it and be receptive, Lord. Let the behaviors that are not of you be cast out immediately, Lord. Let us have peace. Let us be able to have the joy. Let us be able to give those to the next generation of what we've obtained, Lord, and the knowledge knowledge and the wisdom that you've given us. And also on tonight, for everyone that is listening or hearing, or even sometimes the first time visitors, Lord, I'm asking you to be able to bless them and keep them. Let them know that this is of you and you alone are talking. I may be the vessel, but you are the messenger on tonight. I just want to let you know, God, encouragement, so much encouragement for our bodies of Christ today. Let them know we love you and we thank God for you. And even in the midst of everything, we thank you for being able to lift up the standard on tonight. And we thank you and we bind up the enemy right now in the name of Jesus to prevent or anything else, God, for the women and men of God. I'm asking you to come in and cover them and saturate the atmosphere. Even if you have to do surgery on us tonight, Lord, bless us and keep us to know what needs to be done. And we thank you in Jesus name we pray. Amen and amen. Nanyasel, this is Pastor Latanya Uyola, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. I thank you so much for being able to be with me tonight with my Bible study. And we are going to go into like a little bit of everything, but God has been able to impress on me so much today as we are going through some things and some shifting is happening. Yes, some shifting in the atmosphere and the heavenlies is happening. So please, with all the things that's going on, please let God be the forefront. Please let God be the one that is going to make the difference in your life. No matter what's going on, I'm asking you, let God be the main person. Not And, it's, and he's not even a person. He is Elohim, El Shaddai. You know, he is the one, the alpha and the omega. And I'm talking about he's the one that is the first and the last. He is God and God alone. He is never a person, but he is a heavenly being and respect is so much so. Amen. All right. So I wanted to let you know my topic and it's a little heavy because it kept, oh my God, going on in my spirit how we have a strong disconnect for the body of Christ, a strong disconnect in the body of Christ. Amen. And I wanted to let you know that sometimes when we are able to have a plug, you know how you have the little sockets and sometimes it's a two prong and sometimes it's a three prong. And then sometimes do you understand that when we go like, for instance, I went and I could go and buy a microwave and the microwave could look detailed and it could look nice and it and it's brand new coming out the box. But if someone, the manufacturer may have put the prongs on wrong or there is a slit in the whole entire connection to the cable that's supposed to go in the wall. Don't you know that will centrally be able to heat it up and also burn out the microwave and burn out the whole entire system? Now, I'm going to say it like I mean it. and, And I know that God was telling me, why is it that we as the body of Christ, why are we not listening to him? Why are we not absorbing what God is telling us? Why are we having so many people around us, whether it is the natural or in the spirit realm, and you value their opinion, 
their way of thinking, their thought process instead of seeking God. And I was like, oh, God, you know, that's got to be harsh for some people. But really, honestly, think about it. See, I was able to, you know, teach a class on today. And we were talking about how sometimes peer pressure, all right, sometimes our parents shadow, sometimes the way that our, our parents have been able to teach us as children, don't you know some of those things can trigger you? Some of those things that are bad and the elements are bad, but we still hold on to them because it became a part of us. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. See, the disconnect for us is the line. And I would say it's the cable that connects the microwave, which is supposed to be for us to God. Now, what type of plug are you using? I was like, wait a minute, hold up God. Let me explain. See, if you're only using the two one, you're talking about either a person or sometimes you're letting the enemy be the connection you have in the socket. Now, does that really work? No, it does. Because think about it. If you're not grounded or rooted, sometimes the three prong is the best. Because what? You have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, y'all don't hear me, though. It's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit that grounds you. It's supposed to ground you on tonight. Now, what do you mean, Pastor? God is the one that has sent his son. Amen. He sent the number two. And when he walked on this earth, he was able to give us all the things that we lack and what we need. See, sin, that was the cable that we used. After Adam sinned and Eve, we were passed down the same cable. See, we, we had the two prong, all right? And we were not able to dis, we were not able to connect with God on the right way. We were connected into sin for so long. Now, when his son Jesus came, he was able to, to connect us back to the right source. What do you mean, Pastor? He was able through 42 generations to come, his son, and walk on this earth. And he was able to take on flesh. Most people don't even realize how God was, how his son was. He was able to take on this natural body, but still a heavenly being. Amen. And that became a connection. Now, when Jesus said that he would depart from this earth and he was taken up, he said, I will come and I will send a comforter. The comforter became the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. And that was the three prong. And that became more of us being able to be plugged into God, be able to be plugged into his son through his life and through his death and resurrection, we were able to be covered in the blood. Amen. Now, with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, this is giving us more and more details of who God is in us. Amen. He was able to do the blueprint, the work, while we were in our mother's womb. Now we have to be able to make some choices. And some of those choices we have made lately, lately, has been able to manifest into our societies, into our cities, our governments, our towns, even down to the next generation. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, some of the things that we choose, whether it's the nation, the country, or the city or town, that is leaving more and more doors opening to the way that is not of God. Now, I understand that this may be a little bit heavy, but God has been able to press this on me on tonight. So I'm asking you to be patient because a lot of the things that we need to know is that the disconnect, a strong disconnect that we have with God, and we wonder why 
God is letting these things happen in our lives, in our homes, on our jobs, and also in the school system, in our government, and everywhere else. Now, I wanted to go back to Proverbs, the fifth chapter, and it was talking about the chastity, and it was talking about the warning against things. And it was telling me also that a lot of people were honestly sitting there. And let's go to the third verse. For the lips of a strange woman drop as honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than oil. And it becomes more apparent in the fourth verse. But her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as two-edged sword. Verse five, her feet goes down to death. Her steps take hold on hell. And I understand this might be strong, but I'm telling you, lately the consequences of the body of Christ has been strong and not being able to stand with what God has said in his word, amen? Now, I'm gonna say it like I mean it. The songs that's been going on, do you understand that the women and men of God, we have to be distinctive about what we are listening to. And at the same time, and I was listening and I was hearing what was going on. And God was sitting there and saying, if you are in there and doing what God says do, don't you know your music and the way that you're gonna have and carry yourself it's your character that pronounces who you are. Do you understand that every time that when you go into an environment that God has sent you, don't you know your character and the anointing that you have on your life speaks volumes? Not that you sit there and you put your character out there, but God says, because you are the light of the world, you illuminate so much more than anyone else. That every time that you go into your workplace and you do what God says do, don't you know the enemy knows who responds to him and who belongs to him? Now, what I was saying is that because this is a strong thing and I wanted to honestly tell you that so many artists are going and putting their name on God's people and sitting here and labeling us the wrong way. Haven't you noticed that most people are not talking about it because that's part of their character. But when it's God's people, their character shows up and shows out. And you don't have to wear the label that some artist, some comedian or anyone else has put on the body of Christ. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Stop sitting up here and letting people dictate who you are and whose you are in God. And a lot of the times, just as in Proverbs, it's talking about a woman that is a harlot. That is the person that goes and sleeps with all of these different men. And it says that it may be sweet to be able to have the lips on her lips. But at the same exact time, the relationship that you have with this woman is tainted already. And it says that it, she brings you to death. That means that she is not able to help you prosper. And at the same time, it can be also a man. Do you understand the relationship you have with people that it taints you so much that you will go and you will start running with them? You will start backbiting with them. You will start talking bad and doing things the same way as them because you've been around them for so long. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Do you understand that sometimes the communication you have between other people, you need to ask God and let God know that I need to be separate, that you can dwell among them, but be separated. Do you understand? Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, the way that we are body of Christ, men and women of God, it's not just a relationship. 
It's more of who you are in God and your lifestyle and everything that's within you. This is life or death, people and men and women of God. This is nothing to play with. Every time that you walk out your door, you should be praying and asking God for protection and covering. Do you understand that our minds and that our hearts sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes have to deal with things on a heavenly realm? Sometimes our way of life is not always, always, thank you, Lord, is not always our character, but it's the way that we come about it. Let me say that one more time. Let's go back to the microwave. Do you understand that when you are working and you are doing what God says do, you are processing. You don't have to have no repair. But when you need repair, don't you know you need to unplug that whole entire cable, that three prong, and go back and go to the repair shop? That's God. Take it to him. Why are you going to everywhere else? Why are you going with this person and that person when God told you not to even worry about them? Why are you even concerned about these people because they don't really think about you? They don't really want to have anything to do with you. And I'm going to say it like this. You know who really wants to be in your corner because God places them right there with you. He places them right there where you need for them to be. He places people and the resources they have in order to keep you and maintain you and repair you so you can go back and get plugged in. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, everybody is not there for you. And when you go into these relationships, when you go and you, you say, God, I need for you to be able to come in. And, and and understand and let me know who is my husband, who is my wife, who is my friend, who is my confidant, who are the people that's going to sustain me and hold me up when I need them? Who is the one that I can be able to trust with my very life? And sometimes we can't even understand that. See, we have a strong disconnect in the body of Christ. See, some of these people sit here and they, they talk about us and they ridicule us and they put songs out and they sit up there and say, that's you. But really, honestly, if you are of who God is in you, the whole entire time that they're singing, don't you know that's not you? That's never been your character. That's never been who you are in God. But don't let anybody else label who you are and whose you are and who you belongs to. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. Stop coming up in here and letting people sit there and say, this is who you supposed to be. But yet and still, you're living in who God is. You are God's glory. And never forget that. Now, can I say it? Yes. Look, Beyonce should not be putting her name on anyone. She used to be in God. She is no longer in God. She used to be of God's anointing. And now you want to put your name out there and have a name out there for us? See, there is a distinction between a holy woman of God and just someone going to church. But I'm going to say it like this. If you are of God and your anointing destroys yokes, if you can prophesy and do God's things and do what God says do, it's destroying the enemy's camp. That is a woman of God. If you are sitting here and not doing what God says do, but going to church just for tradition and not doing what God says do, but yet and still you want to sit up here from Monday to Saturday, and you do what you want to do, that is not of God. You are not doing what God says do. And then you wonder why your life is not even the way that God needs it for it to be. Why is it that, God, you have me with this woman or this man? God did not have this person for you. You just sat there and decided, I will be with this person. 
instead of sitting there and consulting God. We have a strong disconnect in the church, in the body of Christ on tonight. Now, I'm going to say this also. And God was sitting up here and telling me, why is it that we sit there and we have, we know our parents was wrong, but yet and still, we still took their advice and we still have their characteristics. Because when you have that strong of a volume in your life all the time, it starts to become a part of you until God makes that concern and brings it to you so you can disconnect from it. Now, I'm going to say it like I mean it. Sometimes with us, especially women and men of God, so many people want to sit here and put so many different labels on us. But they don't put that on the Islamic. They don't put that on the Muslim. They don't put that on other people but us. Now, it's high time for us to say something. Amen? Not just say something, but be pronounced and be loud and bold with what we say. God is in this temple and there is no other God that is within me. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You can honestly say and say it boldly. God is the main person that's been able, and I say person, but he's the main God that is over this body. And also at the same time, he's the one that is taking care of me, taking care of my home, taking care of my family, taking care of every situation that I come through and also been up against. Why is it that the body of Christ is not as bold as we should be? But because some of the church is free or because some of the church is voiding or some of the church is taking drugs and they have become so much drunk and intoxicated. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Some of these churches are not of God. And when God tells you, you need to move, move. When God tells you to stop sitting up here and entertaining the fact that this pastor, this pastor that's not living of God, he is sitting there having sex with someone that is not his wife. He is sitting up here and taking the time money and the building fund and not doing anything with it. There is nothing going on with the building, but he's sitting there in that seat. Do you understand? Let him know this is what God said. Never negate who God is in your life for something that is temporary. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Never negate who God is in your life for something that's temporary. Do you understand that relationship you are in that is not called of God is temporary? Do you understand the relationship that you are having with your pastors or your apostles and your preachers and your teachers that are not, is not of God, is not, is not of God. That's only temporary. Stop coming in there into the church houses and sitting up here and saying, oh, you know what? I made my pastor my God. Wait a minute, pastor, what are you talking about? No, you make your pastor your God because you don't want to sit there. You don't want to read his word. You don't want to sit there and meditate on his word. You don't want to sit there and fast and pray and talk to God. You don't want to sit there and say, well, God, you know what? I've had this situation, this problem keep happening to me. Now I need your assistance on things. No, you don't want to do that. You want to sit there. You want to go through the hard work. You don't want to sit there and say, well, God, I have been able. No, 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 no. God is sitting up here and telling you, it is a disconnect between me and you. Now you need to hurry up and fix it. See, God gave you a choice. He gives everyone a choice, but it's up to us, us the body of Christ to accept it and realize that I've got some, I've got some growing to do. I got some problems that I have. I've gotten some, some, some things that are really telling in my life. I, I have a problem where I don't like to be able to be accountable or I don't like to be able to 
excuse me, tell anybody what's going on with me. Excuse me, or either I don't like to be able. Come on now. I, I, would, I would rather lie than go ahead and tell God the truth. I would rather be in this type of relationship because I'm lonely. I would rather go ahead and go out on a limb and, and, and not help somebody because I know it's going to cost me something. Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. I thank you, Lord. See, there is something about us distinctly that you, when you see somebody struggling, you don't want anybody else struggling like you used to. You, you don't want to be able to see and, and see children or their parents or their family going through. And do, do they have to go through? Yes. Yes, they do. Because they made some decisions in their lives that they should not have done in the first place. Do, but then, Pastor, you know, before I got saved, I was doing this and I was doing that. But, Pastor, I, I'm telling you. God, he will definitely make sure you reap what you sow. Even when you become saved, he will definitely make sure you reap what you sow. Amen. Now, I'm going to say it like this. Every tainted relationship that you have with somebody, it's going to cost you something. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Every type of relationship that we have with a human being, that isn't of God, that isn't ordained by God, do you understand it's going to take you through? It's going to cause you to lose some of your character, some of your uh, self-worth, some of the ability to be able to function as a human being. Sometimes it takes the very part of you that you love and it casts you out. Oh, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm sorry. I thank you, Holy Spirit. See, sometimes we have to be able to sit there and say, let me go back to God. Let me go back to my first love. Let me go back instead of sitting here and doing things without God, without the Holy Spirit, without the Holy Ghost, without Jesus. I, I, I can't go forward without them. And, and I definitely don't want to go back to what I used to do. I, I don't want to be the way that I used to be. And I, I want to be able to sit there and go forward. But you need to understand the relationship we have with God is so precious. It is so, so precious at this time. Do you understand that truth is like water now? It is so scarce because we've been in the desert for so long. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You've been in the desert where you see people and you would rather, and you so used to it, that people become so dishonest, so disdainful, never smiling, never saying hi. And we get used to that. That's a sad situation. That's a sad place to be. But don't you know that every time that you see somebody smiling, you see someone that has joy. That's infectious. I mean, purely just love, just, just the joy of it. That should bring a smile on your face and not sit up here and say, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Why I can't have the same thing? You can. You can. But if the church doesn't change how their relationship is with God and you become a prostitute, a whore, and you sit there and you have relationship after relationship with Satan instead of sitting there and going back to your first love. Do you understand it's going to cost you something? Now, I'm going to say this, Ezekiel, and it was the 23rd verse. And I like how, but first let's go to Isaiah, the 50th verse. And it says, thus says the Lord, where is the bill of your mother's divorcement, whom I have put away, or which of my creditors is it to whom I have sold you? Behold, your iniquities have ye sold yourselves, and your transgressions is your mother's put away. 
Verse two, wherefore, when I called, was I there? No man. Ooh, glory be to God. When I called, was there none to answer? Is my hand shortened at all that it cannot redeem? Come on now. Or have I no power to deliver? Behold, at my rebuke, I dry up the sea. I make the rivers a wilderness. Their fish stinketh because there is no water and dieth for thirst. Verse three, I clothe the heavens with blackness and I make sackcloth for their coverings. Now, I'm going to say this. I love for verse four, but we had to go through so many things that we were not doing that God said to do. And we have to realize the iniquities when God was there with no other man. Think back. When you first got saved and you went through all the things you went through, drug abuse, alcohol, prostitution, whatever you went through. And then God comes up and you get to see everything you went through and then you totally change. Who did that? God did it. Who we and they say it, and it says in the verse 50 on the first verse, thus says the Lord, where is the bill of your mother's divorcement, whom I have put away? He cast our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. He's the one that paid the cost through his son. But why are we sitting here and letting people tell us who we are? how we are, and who we belong to. Why is it that the church has not spoken up and said, look, this is what thus says the Lord, and we shall obey what God has seen. We will be the example that we need to be in this generation, in this time, in this anointed and pointed and season. Why is it? that the body of Christ is not speaking up and not sitting here and shaking their brothers and their sisters and telling them, we love you, but please come out from where you are. Please stop going here and there. Stop sitting up here and trying to be a pleasure or pleasing of a man or, or a woman. Let God have his place in your heart, in your mind. That's double-mindedness. You sit here and you see the benefits of who God is, but yet and still, you still go out into the world and you still sit here and come back and forth into God's house. Do you understand? And I love how God puts analogies in my head you know when it's raining and you are not, you do not, you only have your tennis shoes on and you don't have any uh, rain boots or wet willies, as they say in Britain. And you go out and you stomp into mud and all this filthiness and everything. And next thing you know, you come in and you're tracking dirt. You, you just, you didn't care if you pulled off your shoes and you didn't care that the dirt came into your house and, and you didn't care that it was in your shoes and you didn't care that it got on your clothing and you didn't care. You did not care because you were having fun and you were playing. But when it comes into God's house, when are you going to pull off your shoes? The sin that you used to have when you were outside in the world, when are you going to pull it off completely? When are you going to stop nursing it? When are you going to sit there and realize that God honestly wants you to give it up and give it to him? Oh, pastor, is this that easy? You know what I'm going to tell you? It's not always easy. But you know what? If you don't work at it, if you don't sit there and honestly say, you know what, God, I had, I was doing this and I was doing out that out there. But God, you know what? Since I'm coming into your house, since I'm coming in and I'm accepted into your life, as your child, not as a grandchild, but as a son or a daughter in Christ, I need to pull off those shoes. And when I pull them off, I shouldn't be seeking for them. Oh, come on now. 
I shouldn't be sitting up here and saying, you know what, let me go ahead and go back outside one more time because it felt good. Or, you know, let me go ahead and call this other, this ex-boyfriend because he was really good to me or an ex-girlfriend. Let, let me not go and go into, you know, all of these movies that I know that I know is a horror movie, but it, it, it makes me feel good. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Pastor, what are you saying? Do you understand the consequences right now are dire? It is life and death out in the world. Do you understand young children, babies, all the way up, even the ones that are just starting out to the ones that are going to school, to the ones that are just outside simply being a child and playing? Do you understand God is calling? He is calling us each and every day. But do you understand that you see so many people that are using drugs and alcohol and going to prison and all these different things? And they are in their element. They are, you know, you can be gifted. You can be, you can have the best song. And, but at the same time, is it reaching towards heaven? Oh my God. You can prophesy, dream dreams, have languages and visions and everything else, but does it please God? Is it because you don't have relationship with God or is it because you want to please man and still have the benefits in God? Mm, my God, my Lord, I don't know about you, but when I had to lay down all of those shoes. And maybe it's not just one shoe, pair of shoes that you had to lay down. Lying or, or cheating or fornication or adultery or, or you know, all of those, I mean, out there in the street, game banging, killing, all this other stuff. Anything that you had to lay down, those shoes and come into the house of God. And I'm talking about in the spirit, when you have been out in the world for so long and you just realize and you woke up and you've asked God for forgiveness and you sit there and you say, God, come into my heart. Have your son Jesus to come into my life. Have the Holy Spirit to come in. Why is it that every time you take off those shoes, they keep calling? But are you, men and women of God, going to answer? Are you going to go back? Are you going to backslide on God? Are you going to sit there and not be who God needs for you to be? Are you going to sit there and not do what God says do when it's so critical? You see so many people in their element, gifted, you know, having all that God has given them. And their lives are cut short because they didn't do what God says do. Think about that for a few minutes. And it says in Isaiah, the fourth, excuse me, 50 chapter, fourth verse. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned. Come on now. That I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He waketh morning by morning. He waketh mine ear to hear as the learned. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He waketh morning by morning. He waketh my ears to hear as the learned. The reason why I say that God is doing things in the heavenly. Don't you know? And I love how the analogy is. The heavenly father. Oh, my God. That every time that we have a chair in the house and instead of you sitting there and putting like, you know, those suctions underneath for the chair legs, you just let it go ahead and pull it out and you hear the and the whole entire house and it echoes. That's how God is. He wakes you up. I don't know about you, but he wakes me up three and four in the morning to give me what I need to know about him. And that's when class is in session for me. What about you? When does God wake you up? Maybe it's sometimes just a tap on the shoulder or, or maybe sometimes a whisper. 
hey, 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 Tanya, wake up. Or God says, you know what? Wake up, my child. I need you. I, I need to put in a word into you. I, I need to partake into you. And if that's not happening for you, check who you are in God. Check what God is trying to tell you in these last and evil days. Check, are you connected into God? Are you disconnected? How do you mean, pastor? Why would you get disconnected? Because sometimes we let the world in. We let so many of these things influence us. Our job, our home, you know, home life. And also at the same time, you let people, friends and family speak into your whole entire being instead of doing it the way that God wants you to do it. Check, please check on tonight because we have a strong, strong disconnection in God's house. If you're not reading right, if you're not praying right, if you're not meditating right, check, check and let God speak to you. Oh Lord, I thank you. Let him heal you everywhere you hurt. I don't know who this is for. This is not even in my notes. Let God. Is it that simple? Yes, it is. Y'all don't want, you want to turn over the keys to your car if you get a repairman to repair your car. You trust him full. Honestly, you, you trust him because you've given him the keys to your car. You, you trust the carpenter that comes to your home to help you. So you give him the keys to your house. You even let the gardener or the florist or anyone else that comes in to cut your grass or trim your edges or, you know, go into and do your lawns or your trees. You give them full access to your, 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 your yard. Why have you not given them access? Why have you not given God access specifically? into your life. Wait a minute, Pastor. You you know, that's easy for you to say. You know what? It's not always easy. And I grew up in church. I know what God was. But also I had conflicts because my parents were not living it. They may have had the calling on their lives, but they were not living the way that God wanted them to live. And that conflict, that contradicts everything that I I knew what was the word is saying. But when I see it in action, it was not so. So I'm asking you on tonight, don't be like the woman that is a streetwalker. Don't be. And I, I wanted to go into Ezekiel, also the 23rd chapter, really good chapter. You need to go back and read it. Amen. And it was talking about two women that were pretty much prostitutes. And they would go out and have sons and daughters with other people just to appease them and think that their lives are going to be settled. But yet and still, they don't want to believe who God is. Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. And and do you understand when the Bible breaks it down, it was Samaria and Jerusalem. Jerusalem, pastor? Yes, it was. God's holy city. The one that he protects and serves and helps and, and heals and uh, fortifies. That same one. Yeah, that one. He, he still does that to this day. Because we've been so, when you go in the biblical history, they've been around Egypt. They've been, they've been able to be with Nebuchadnezzar. They, they've been able to be in bed with all these different countries, all these different kings, because they want to keep what they had instead of going to the right source, instead of going back to the first love, instead of doing what God says do, they want to go straight to someone else. They would have different things, house, house guys that you would go and you would carve out of, you know, pretty much wood and set them up and say, this is what I need. This is what I want. And that's how some of that has came into the church. See, you set your pastor up or you set your deaconess or whoever up instead of sitting there and honestly asking God about them first. Oh, y'all ain't hear me though. Y'all want to pledge your allegiance to this church, but yet and still you're not listening and seeing if that where God wants you to be. Is that person anointed of God? 
Are they appointed of God? Or are they doing what God says? Do what their attributes is? What is the fruit of the spirit? Are they displaying what God has said in his word? See, some of us want to sit here and you want to sit there and say, well, my past is famous and all this other stuff, but you haven't even tested the spirit. You haven't even tried the spirit, but yet and still, y'all want to play church. Y'all want to play in church. And in that time, and then now, in this time, people are playing, jumping from bed to bed, room to room. And instead of asking God, can I come home? Can I be able to be forgiven? Yes, you can. God, I- I'm sorry that I did not do my Bible studies. And I'm being honest. I don't know about nobody else. God, please forgive me for not doing my Bible studies like I'm supposed to, not letting me be able to pray like I'm supposed to, not being able to let me do what you says do. And then at the same time, he still forgives me. He still helps me and humbles me in so many different ways. He still protects me and he still takes care of me. And he's still a faithful father to me. And he still wants to hear from me. See, some of us are so disconnected that you can't even sit there and raise your hands just to say, hallelujah, I thank you, God, for saving me. Some of us are so bumped on your head or so high and mighty that you can't even sit there and say, Lord, I thank you so much. And please forgive me for all the sins I've done in my life. See, some of us are so up in the clouds and thinking that money, riches and fame and that job or that position, you are so comfortable, but you don't sit there not one day and say, you know what, God, I thank you so much for giving me this position. I thank you so much for covering me and protecting me. I thank you for taking my children and giving them the anointing and the word and speaking life over them. Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. We have a strong disconnect in the church where the pastors are sleeping with whoever they want to sleep with. The teachers are doing whatever. The bishops, the, the, the apostles, the deacons, prophetess, everything, all this stuff. But you haven't even consulted God yet. You don't want to be a part of the problem. Then please let God be the solution. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You don't want to be a part of a problem. And so many of us say that. But do you honestly tap into who God is? Do you honestly sit there and say, you know what, God? I have not been obedient to you. I am so sorry. Please forgive me. Forgive me of everything I'm doing, God. Clean me up. Go in and do spiritual surgery. I do not like myself, and I want to be more and more like you. See, we get in God's house, and I say this in the natural and in the spiritual. You don't take off your shoes after you've been in the mud all the time, but you go in God's house, and you tread it all up. You you let the the stains stay in his house. You don't clean. You don't even sit there and recognize who God is. You're just doing it because you're used to it. You're used to being able to go to church on a Sunday and still sin on a Monday. When is it time for you to stop doing what you're doing? When are you going to honestly sit there and say, I'm done. I can't keep doing this anymore. I can't keep, you know, having this relationship or this person in my life and they're tearing me down. When are you going to sit there and say they have mentally and physically drained me? Some people are there to drain your bank account as well as your mind. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Let God regulate some things in your life. Not some, all. Let me let me clarify for the people in the back. All things in your life. Don't be out here without God's covering. I want to say this. If you have not accepted the Lord Jesus into your life, please do it today. Please do it today. And I'm going to say it like this. 
every person that is of God, that is anointed of God, that is a woman and a man of God, you see the distinct difference. You see them as God sees them. Are they flawed? Yes, we are. But do we sit there and stay in it? No, ma'am. No, sir, we do not. So please, please, I'm, I am pleading with you. I am asking you, ask God, ask God to come into your life on tonight. He has no respect to person. He, he has no, nobody else that can sit there and say that. He has nobody that will sit there and say, you know what? God doesn't want me. No, he does. God loves all of his children. Doesn't matter what color, creed. He doesn't matter. Does not matter where you come from. But it's only what you do for Christ will last. Amen. And it says it in Romans 10, chapter 9 and 10. The confession of the mouth that believe the Lord Jesus died for your sins and ask for forgiveness. God will let him and Jesus will come into your life. And also to the Holy Spirit, which is the Holy Ghost, he will be able to help you get through this life and give you direction, give you also discernment, which is also knowing what's right and what's wrong, paraphrasing. But nine and 10, please say those words. Please go through that verse. And, and also at the same time, if you have family members, children, Keep praying for them. Keep interceding from them. Keep letting them know that we love them no matter what's going on. Whatever the enemy has them entangled in, I don't care. Keep praying. The prayer of the righteous availeth much. Amen. And I want to let you know that I do have a podcast. It is written. I have a Facebook. It is written by Latanya Uyola. Please go check them out. And also on the podcast, it is written by Afrocentric Prophet. We have a tons of credibility material. Please go through those. But most importantly, start getting God into your life. Start reading his word. Start making time for him in your life. Amen. Amen.